This is WRAL News at 7 with special coverage of coronavirus. Facts, not fear. We've learned that test results have revealed a hot spot of transmission in Orange County. A series of tests for COVID-19 have revealed that at least 60 positive cases in a skilled nursing facility in Orange County, with more likely to come. The big headline in our state today, the significance of this map. Outbreaks at 21 long-term care facilities in North Carolina, 18 of them nursing homes. Two in our area have had several cases and two deaths. It's enough to prompt new orders from the governor. The Orange County hotspot the governor mentioned is Pruitt Health Carolina Point. Sky 5 flew over the facility near the Orange Durham County line late this afternoon. At least 60 cases are confirmed there with two deaths and the seven patients are in the hospital. Governor Cooper called these shockingly large numbers and expects more cases to come. The other facility of concern is in Moore County, the Pinehurst Healthcare and Rehabilitation Center, where 26 residents and five staff members tested positive. Today, the governor announced several new restrictions for nursing homes across the state. We'll have more on, we have more on uh, new cases and orders are coming up in just a moment, but first, we're dealing with some weather tonight. We have a video coming in from Heiko Lake. Do we have that video? At any rate, we have hail falling in parts of the area, Mike, and uh, much of the area has been under a level two risk for severe thunderstorms. So let's go to Mike Mays now in the Severe Weather Center to tell us about some of these warnings. Mike? Yeah, Deborah and Gerald, it's been pea-sized, penny-sized, nickel-sized, quarter-sized hail that's been falling across the area. Now here is the radar view. We're time-lapsing this over the past half hour, so you can see the storms motioning their way to the south and to the east. I'm going to stop the time-lapse and put all the warnings up. There are 10 counties right now that are currently under severe thunderstorm warnings. Includes parts of Wake County, Johnson County, Wilson County, Nash County, and Franklin County. This polygon, the yellow polygon you see, is until 730 with the potential for winds up to 60 miles per hour and quarter size hail. You see another aerial outline of a polygon up toward Granville County, Durham County, uh, Person County, Alamance County, also back into Orange County. This until 730 as well. These storms are moving to the south and east. And again, as I mentioned, there have been numerous reports of hail coming on down. I want to show you the hail swath. This is the location that has seen the hail. Uh, we've had Video come in from Heiko Lake, Timber Lake, uh, parts of uh, Granville County, Vance County, Franklin County, all seeing that hail. The signs are that these storms are weakening as they do move to the south and east, so that is certainly good news. Let me go back to the radar view and uh, wrap this up, and we'll toss back to Deborah and Gerald. These storms will continue to slide to the southeast, will likely be in the area through 10 o'clock tonight. Again, these warnings are in effect till about 7.30. If there are any new warnings, we'll come back and let you know about them. Gerald, Deborah? We know you will. Thank you, Mike. Now back to coronavirus. Late this afternoon, we passed the 3,500 mark for confirmed cases in North Carolina. There are 64 deaths in our state and nearly 400 hospitalizations. Many of those new cases are in senior assisted living facilities. The governor's new orders announced today tighten already restrict and, and strict measures at these facilities. Staff members are requested to wear masks and residents and staff will be screened daily. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is still giving its daily update. So let's check in with Mark Boyle in the live center. Mark. Deborah, it's happening right now. You mentioned so we are checking on this and uh, finding any headlines. We'll certainly pass them along to you. One of the big headlines President Donald Trump spoke on right out of the gate today was holding back on funding for the World Health Organization, saying the organization missed the mark in terms of the pandemic. We're now hearing today, new this evening, that there is an investigation going on. Take a listen to what the president had to say about that. We're going to do study investigation and we're going to make a determination as to what we're doing. In the meantime, we're holding back. We're going to we want to see it very unfair. So the United States 
$452 million. Again, we'll continue to monitor the press briefing that is coming out of Washington, D.C. right now. One of the other questions that a reporter asked and pressed on was when things will open back up. We heard from the president saying Easter may be that timeline, and we now know that's going to be pushed back a little longer as that curve is still something that we're trying to monitor in terms of the COVID-19 situation. The president obviously wants to do this sooner than later, but a date was not given this afternoon. Back to you. A lot of changes Deb, going on. We have a new warning to share with you and all the polygons are on the map and excuse me for the mess because there's a lot of activity going on. So a new severe thunderstorm warning has been issued for Vance County, Southern Orange County, Granville County, Northwestern Way County, Chatham County, Durham County, and Northwestern Franklin County until 745. And basically it's this yellow polygon here that's just been extended from the severe thunderstorm warning that's in effect for parts of uh, Northern Orange County and Person County. A storm sliding to the southeast at about 50 miles per hour with this 60 mile per hour winds and quarter size hail. I'll continue to watch this and if we have any new updates, I'll come back and tell you about them. Deborah All right, Jordan. Mike, thanks. One of the trends we here at WREL continue to track with coronavirus in North Carolina is the number of cases at senior living facilities. In addition to those we were telling you about today in Orange County, we learned of at least two dozen other positive cases among residents and staff members at the Pinehurst Healthcare and Rehabilitation Center in Moore County. Other facilities in our area are dealing with cases and they are identified right here on the map, including in Wake, Cumberland, Franklin and Johnston counties. We have these cases mapped out for you on WRL.com as well. North Carolina has the third highest number of senior citizens in North Carolina and in the United States, and many of those live alone. Here to discuss the best way to help our seniors as these cases climb is elder consultant Lisa Ogburn with Aging Advisors North Carolina. Many of you may recognize her name from her columns on WRL.com. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Let's start with these alarming numbers of cases that we're hearing about at these centers. Despite all the rules to limit interactions, the virus keeps spreading in adult homes. Why is that? Well, uh, seniors are more susceptible to, to this, and many senior homes have uh, closed the door, but um, there's a 14-day window um, in which you can still catch the disease, and maybe they didn't close the doors early enough. We've been emphasizing the importance of staying at home, but it's important for seniors to know if they're concerned about something, they need to seek advice. So what should they do if they suspect they have coronavirus? Can you walk us through some of those concerns and the options available? Absolutely. So the first thing they can do is check on the Centers for Disease Control's website for the most common symptoms. Um, and then uh, I know many people are hesitant to expose themselves by going to visit their physicians. But last week, Medicare covered a new um, proposal uh, paying for telehealth, which means that they can call their primary care physician and have an appointment by phone um, or by computer to determine whether they, are, um, they meet the criteria for being tested. Um, now, if their primary care physician does not provide telehealth, then many of the hospitals like Wake Med um, provide a, an urgent telehealth uh, virtual visit, um, which they can access. Um, those visits are with emergency room physicians or physician assistants um, and provide the same services that you would get in person. Um, and they can help determine whether an in-person visit would be warranted. 
Groceries also a big concern. We've seen the governor take extra steps to make sure retailers and stores are following these social distancing measures with the hope that people will feel safer when they do venture out. Many stores are also offering senior-only shopping hours. Can you elaborate on those and some other resources? Yes, those are incredibly important because grocery stores are where seniors are exposed to the most people. Um, and uh, many of the stores offer one hour before they open the store to the public right after the stores have been cleaned and restocked. Um, so that's a great time to go. Uh, many seniors are also trying to minimize risk by ordering online and being able to uh, do curbside pickup of the groceries. As Americans, we are often uh, hesitant to ask for help, but a number of our neighbors uh, now have a lot of extra time, um, and it might be a good time for you to ask them to pick up additional additional um, supplies for you. That would be nice. You know, one of the favorite parts of this that I've been seeing are people who are talking through a window or calling up, uh, making sure that they still connect with loved ones despite having to be socially distanced. So talk about the importance of that, you know, having the social distancing but not social isolation. Absolutely. Yeah, if you talk to any public health expert these days, um, isolation is the equivalent of uh, what smoking was in the 70s. Um, and now with many of the senior centers and um, classes and wise closed, uh, people are having to come up with creative workarounds. Um, one of those is simply to get outside and go on a walk. Keeping social distance allows you to see your neighbors and get some fresh air and exercise. Um, some of my clients uh, have made it a priority to call at least one person a week, uh, a day, um, just to stay connected with others. Um, uh, then uh, a number of people are starting to use Zoom, uh, Zoom for exercise classes, Zoom for physical therapy. Uh, Zoom even um, uh, has support groups like Alcoholics Anonymous online. Um, it is a great resource to put directions on how to get onto Zoom on WREL yesterday. Yeah, it's been great. Technology and fresh air certainly have been the positive parts of this crisis. Lisa Ogburn with Aging Advisors North Carolina, thanks so much for your time. Mike, let's go back to you. Well, we have new warnings to share with you, Deborah. Now we outlined the ones up in our northern counties, but this location here and the Sand Hills, these showers and storms are growing in coverage. Uh, Southern Chatham County, parts of Lee County, Moore County right now, storms are developing and sliding to the south and east. I'll stop the time lapse, put the warnings up. There's the new yellow polygon that has uh, grown into the area, been uh, issued. It's Moore County, Harnett County, Lee County and Chatham County. This severe thunderstorm warning is in effect until 815. The storms are sliding to the southeast of 25. The potential is for winds up to 60 miles per hour and perhaps some quarter sized hail. We'll continue to monitor this. If we have another, if we have more updates, we'll bring them to you. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back right now. I'm Mark Boyle in the Live Center. Live pictures right here coming in from Durham. A beautiful sunset, but you can see those dark clouds rolling in as there are storms in our area. Mike Mays has been talking about that. This video right here was posted by Kat Campbell from a viewer, uh, Nicole Stone in the Timberlake, North Carolina area. You can see small uh, pieces of hail falling quite a bit here this afternoon, just a short time ago. No reports of any damage just yet. We'll continue to monitor that for you. Also want to switch over to the Duke Energy Power Outage map. You can see on this map right here, there 
there are several hundreds, in fact, customers without power just north of Raleigh. You see well over a thousand there north of 540. And then as you go to the north, it kind of tapers off as those storms work out of this area. We'll monitor things here in the live center tonight and continue to update you. If you see any weather outside your window and you can do it safely, send us a picture or video to the WRL Facebook page. Mark, thank you. There was a big political story today. Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race for the Democratic nomination, however, did not endorse officially Joe Biden, as he conceded this morning. And in the midst of this global pandemic, we all get a dose back to reality by mentally preparing for a presidential election. That's coming up in just a few months. Here to help us navigate what could be a very different shift in tone and logistics this campaign season, Meredith College political science professor David McLennan. Dave, thanks for joining us via Zoom. Before we get into the specifics, your initial reaction to how this season is going to look compared to anything we've seen before. There's no precedent for this sort of political season. This is going to probably be more like a, a British election season, very short, maybe six or seven weeks in the fall, nothing like the marathon that we're used to. Does that give an edge to either Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Well, I think given the coronavirus pandemic and everybody's attention is focused there, um, you know, I think by the time we hit the fall, assuming that the pandemic is, is less of an issue, that may bring, you know, attention back to the presidential race. Um, so I, I think right now the president has a pretty significant fundraising lead. And so that's not to be discounted. Um, but I think Joe Biden has the advantage in that, um, or has an advantage in that the president's job approval ratings are sort of going uh, down as the coronavirus pandemic gets more serious. So, uh, and the, the economy also is going to be a big factor. So I think this is going to be a very interesting race, not nothing like the one we would have talked about two months ago. Yeah, part of what we would have been talking about two or three months ago was the fact that the Republican convention scheduled to be in Charlotte where the president would accept his renomination. The Democrats in Milwaukee have already pushed it back. Joe Biden saying this could be a virtual event, virtual conventions. Well, for many Americans who only tune in for the acceptance speeches, um, it, it is almost a virtual convention anyway. They're watching it on television, online, that sort of thing. It would be different for the tens of thousands of people who come to Charlotte or Milwaukee um, and, and spend the whole week celebrating and, and pumping up their respective parties. So for those people, it's going to be, be a very different experience. But for the average voter, it may not be all that different. We'll be watching Professor David McLennan with Meredith College. As always, we thank you for your time. Up next tonight, as unemployment numbers continue to climb, new concerns about the economy, what you should and should not do at this time. You're watching WREO News at 7, special coverage of coronavirus. Facts, not fear. This is WRAL News special coverage, Facts Not Fear.
Welcome back everyone. I'm meteorologist Mike Mays. Plenty of warnings to go around. 14 counties in our viewing area right now under severe thunderstorm warnings. You can see the movement of the showers and storms and the area right now that's probably seeing most of the hail is southern Nash County near Spring Hope and Crocker's Nub and soon to be the Bailey community that's sliding to the south and east. Let me stop the time lapse. I'll put the warnings up and there are many severe thunderstorm warnings. This one here is until 815. This one here until 745. This one expires at 730. Let me turn this off and I want to zoom into southern Nash County because that's where the echoes are looking the worst and there's some black showing up in there and that's where there's hail likely to be falling but we've seen pea size penny size nickel size hail uh, take a look at the uh, hail and this is where you're probably seeing it just south of Spring Hope another area just to the southeast of Middlesex there's a new update so that's likely where you're seeing some hail coming on down right now and as I expand to the broader view that is really the only area that the radar is saying that there's hail falling across the area we're seeing plenty of light and heavy rainfall as well. Uh, we'll continue to monitor this and we'll come back if there's any new updates. Deb? Quite an active evening. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. The glimmer of hope today of a possible peak in coronavirus cases on the horizon prompted a surge on Wall Street. And it appears Bernie Sanders dropping out of the presidential race also had a part in the spike. The Dow gained nearly 780 points before closing the day just above 23,400 points. The Nasdaq and S&P also closed up. As part of our mission to spread facts, not fear, we continue to bring in financial experts who are keeping a close eye on what's happening with the economy and how it will affect our wallets because it changes by the day. Here to help us understand it is Duke economics professor and financial expert, Dr. Connell Fullenkamp. Dr. Fullenkamp, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Let's talk about North Carolina. Roughly 20,000 new applications processed per day for unemployment benefits. More than 445,000 people have filed claims since the start of this pandemic. Other than protecting your assets and watching what you're spending, what can the average person do about their job uncertainty right now? Well, I think that uh, they, the best thing that they can do is really just keep watching the news and start making plans and reaching out to, the, to, to, to their supervisors and to other people who can give them up to the data and information. You know, unfortunately, with all the shutdowns, it's probably good hard information is hard to come by. But really, now is the time to plan and to get yourself ready for uh, any possible worst case scenarios. Let's talk about federal support. Now, most people, many people will start receiving a stimulus check in the next week or so. Small businesses are applying for loans. The president and Speaker Pelosi have hinted at another stimulus package. Is another check enough to keep families going through this pandemic? Well, I, if you are talking about the 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 single check that families are going to receive, the the $1,000 per adult, I, I honestly don't think that that's going to be enough, but Congress is already uh, making noises that they're going to start thinking about the phase two of, this, of the recovery or the relief effort, and I think that's good news for us. I think that their quick action uh, was really well-timed to get the ball rolling, and just like we don't know what's going to happen to uh, the economy, neither do they, and I think that they are quite open to following up uh, the initial stimulus package with with even uh, with, with more follow on offerings and maybe even uh, stronger policies. Aside from the stimulus checks, there are student loans being put on hold. A lot of people in this area very concerned about that payment protection for small businesses. What else can the government realistically do to help people get through this? Well, one of the big policies that uh, I think people should take advantage of is the the forbearance on mortgages. So any government guaranteed mortgage uh, that people have, they can they can apply to their lender for forbearance, so they can actually uh, temporarily stop payments. I think one of the things that the government could do is to make that a more widespread policy, 
in Wilder Radish to think about a moratorium on rental payments as well. If the government could coordinate uh, an effort like that, then it would bring a huge amount of relief and resolve a lot of uncertainty for families. One more question as we wrap things up. You're the director of undergraduate studies for your department. How has this transition been for you and your colleagues while you work remotely with your students? Well, the first thing I'd say is that everybody is doing an amazing job of hanging in there and really trying to keep our eyes focused on, on learning. And uh, I think one of the things that is really valuable about this experience is how much uh, we, really, uh, we really love the, the act of getting together in class. You know, as, as, as uh, not much fun as learning seems sometimes, it's actually so great to be in, in the classroom with bright young people. I think that's the thing that all of us miss the most. And so uh, when, I, when I'm with my students on Zoom, we talk about uh, what, what, you know, how, how different it is and, and uh, how much of a second best or, or not so great solution this is. But it's still really good to see people's faces and to interact with them. And so I think everybody's just doing a bang up job of trying to do the best we can in these, in these circumstances. Duke Economics Professor and Financial Expert, Dr. Connell Fullenkamp, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Thank you. I want to go back to Mike in the Severe Weather Center. Mike? Well, Gerald, we have new severe thunderstorm warnings to share with you. We're going to start with a wide view, show you the showers and storms that are occurring across the area. We have a batch in the Sand Hills, Lee County, Moore County, getting over to Harnett County. The area's greatest concern right now, and I pointed this out just a moment ago, is over parts of Nash County, Wilson County, and soon to be into Edgecombe County. You can see that line of purple. That line is likely producing some hail, uh, perhaps nickel-sized hail, maybe up to quarter-sized hail. And there are the new warnings. Uh, the yellow polygon that you see that includes parts of Nash, Edgecombe County, Wilson County, Northern Wayne County. That is a severe thunderstorm warning that's in effect until 815 this evening. Uh, winds up to 60 miles per hour are likely with this, or should say possible with this, along with quarter size hail. This line is moving to the southeast at about 40 miles per hour. And as we get a closer look at what's going on, Wilson, you're about to get uh, hit with that. Let me turn this off and I can switch over and take a look at the uh, winds real quick and see what the winds look like and we see uh, some strong winds aloft up to about uh, 30 miles per hour here, up to about 50 miles per hour here. So right now it looks like the greatest wind threat would be over parts of Wilson County. Deb? All right, Mike, thank you. And we know you will keep an eye on the weather for us throughout the evening. For now, thank you for joining us for our 7 p.m. news. Our next newscast at 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and 11 o'clock here on WRAL. Have a great night.